0: So I am founder uh, and director of Curated Network. We are uh, 18 people at the moment. Uh, we'll be 21 hopefully by the by the time this airs. Um, and we focus on technology transformation and innovation. So placing the leadership level and then helping them to build out their teams.
1: Brilliant. So I'm Simon Berry, um, MD and founder of a company called Appoint Healthcare, uh, which is Funnily enough, a healthcare specialist recruitment company. We've been going for 14 years now, close to 15 actually. And um, we have 22 people in the business at the moment. We are very much a perm orientated business. We don't get involved in the temporal contract side. I think our marketing um, vibe is that we wanna be the solution to um, you know, a more expensive uh, over usage in our sector, perhaps of the temp side. Um, so we'd rather be specialists in one rather than the other. Um, We cover the private sector, for the most part, tiny bit of NHS, but most of it is private companies within mental health, uh, nursing homes, um, private hospitals and clinics and things like that.
0: What's made you focus on the private rather than public side of things?
1: Um, The honest answer is a a lack of understanding uh, or manpower, I suppose, to do the um, framework exercises in the early days. And the, you know the traction was there in that sort of private direction, and you kind of just keep uh, keep going down, down the path of least resistance, I guess. We are on the frameworks now um, for the permanent side, um, but it, is, it it's something we're, we're just starting to kind of pay more attention to at the moment, really.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: Cool. path of least resistance, I would, I would say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think as well. I can imagine it's quite a different um, pace. If you're doing the public sector and the private sector, it probably have to be quite separate.
1: Yeah, we're just starting to learn that now. I'll get back to you with an answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. So, um, should we talk about the the last eighteen months? Then, uh, obviously, been a, a bit of a roller coaster. Um, definitely in our in our world, anyway. It's it's been yeah. There's a lot gone on.
1: <laughs> Hopefully, some good things as well as maybe more challenging things.
0: Yeah, no, it's been um, it's been brilliant for us. So we went through. We initially had funding uh, for our, our business, so we had investors um, who owned fifty percent, and then myself right. and my husband the other fifty percent. Um, which you know we'd never got started without them. So regret nothing. But um, I think from the day we signed the papers, we we that was the last time we agreed on anything really. Right. Um, so use the uh, the COVID uh, period as an opportunity to to buy them out of the business. Um, Cost us a lot, uh, but was just the best move we could have ever made. So uh so the management buyer went out through in 2021. Um and since then we've built a completely different business. So it's been an absolute roller coaster for us the last last two years. Um and obviously the market has has helped support that really. So yeah, it's been an exciting time. How about how about you guys? How have you found it?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. What I hear, um, I'm no no market expert. All I really know is our own business and the own you know our own experiences. But um, what I hear is obviously there was a you know a, a boom period which everyone uh, loved and made lots of um, investments and um, company wide decisions and um, maybe gave some things away. And then more recently it's been much tougher. Um, and those those things that the, or some of those decisions have maybe made things a bit more challenging um, and harder to keep doing. Um, for us, our sector is less affected by the booms and busts, I guess, it's a little bit more consistent. So we weren't experiencing the massive highs that um, a lot of people were talking about and our sector actually took a little bit longer to recover, but nor did we, or have we seen that big drop off in um, in fortunes either. Um, so I, I guess I'm grateful for that. Um, it was a little bit quieter at the beginning of this year and is starting to to pick up quite nicely now um but it yeah not not night and day differences i guess um, no. and i think again speaking about us specifically we i felt quite a lot of pressure or fomo i guess of all these um initiatives and ideas and um whether that is technology or four-day weeks or, you know, uh, the the ongoing argument about working from home or office, et cetera, um, we never really got that far with a lot of them because the, the I guess, the priority at the time was to just concentrate on doing what we were doing. We didn't have a huge full of, of, of success to then go, right, what do we do with it, if you know what I mean? So um, that's... I guess um, I see that as a, as a fortunate thing. Um, and I think what I would like to now do for the next, I think what I would like, I don't, I don't have crystal ball, but for the, for the next year or, or, or more, I don't see any massive drop-offs like we've seen, nor do I see any huge um, boom periods coming, which for me is, is great because we can then just concentrate on being a business, doing what we do best, Um, try and get some consistencies and um, continuous incremental improvements rather than massive redevelopments and also just make sure that we're picking the appropriate ones for us and our means as a business as well because i think things like um you know hearing lots of lots of people talk about um ai for example and thinking oh you know are we gonna are we gonna suffer if we don't get on board with this and i think for me, the realisation is absolutely not. We'll do what we can and what's appropriate to us as a business and we'll learn where we can. But none of us are tech heads. None of us yeah. are um, you know, massively passionate about that side of things. And if we were to push that as a business, I think we would probably end up pissing a load of money up the wall um, yeah. and getting it right and it just distracting us from doing what we do well.
0: 100%. And also, you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should i think um we're in quite a fortunate position that we're speaking to technology and transformation leaders like all day every day so um it's really interesting and you know whether you're speaking to you know cto of a law firm or a bank or you know wherever it might be um a lot of the time it's you know okay we're doing experiments these are big companies obviously they've, they've got an innovation team in house you know looking at the art of the possible but a lot of it's about well you know we know that our vendors are all looking at this and actually they're going to be you know rolling out the tools you know microsoft has already got copilot you know these things will just be embedded in the tools that we're already using you know you look at you know uh, i know the newer generation don't really remember it but i remember you know life before linkedin um you know i think the recruitment industry has already been disrupted to an extent um it's already so automated so much of what we do is is tech enabled that actually it would just be building upon that we don't need to revolutionize it um yeah. i think it's a bit of a bit of a red herring from my my perspective the ai i think at the moment um, I, think, I
1: think that's it isn't it, it uh, and it's I, I don't want to detract at all from from I think it could work brilliantly for a lot of businesses if they are that way inclined and they're passionate about it and they've maybe got some in-house at least brewing um, talent in that area to to manage it um yeah yeah but I, I think at one stage and that's I just use that as one example but there were lots of those sorts of things coming up which we could have jumped on because the you know the voice out uh, in the market is, you know, don't get left behind. You've got to change with the times and, um, and actually I think there's a lot of businesses that I've heard from recently that have have maybe reflected on that and gone actually maybe it would have been better to just focus on the basics.
0: uh, Yeah. Doing that well. Yeah. I think that makes sense. We, um, I think we're in a fortunate position, like like yourselves, that a lot of the businesses we work with um, are more established businesses, trying to go through, you know, periods of transformation or, or technology um, improvement uh, rather than the VC backed. So we didn't have that exposure, um, that kind of boom and bust, which um, at the time, again, we had the temptation, oh, should we be, you know, trying to go after those cool tech brands, you know, uh, especially as we do <laughs> technology recruitment. Um, but well, I'm very glad now that that we didn't, we thought we'll, we'll stick to what we're we stick we we'll stick to the bit we're good at and, uh, yeah. and it's been quite fortuitous really. Um
1: what about you guys for the for the next foreseeable then? What what um what do you see happening and what are your focuses on?
0: Well I'm I'm really just hoping for boring. Um I think you know there's been enough. It's been another ups and downs over the last few years and actually um I, I felt really uncomfortable for the majority of last year because it felt like a bubble and it felt too easy um and and it made me uncomfortable um you know is it are things going well because you're doing things well or are things going well because you know it's easy to make money you know when the market's like that and no one wants to be it left without the clothes on when the sea goes out. So um, I I prefer the market a bit more sensible, personally. Um, Yeah, so I'm just hoping for boring. Uh, You know, there's obviously a lot of potential threats looming on a kind of macroeconomic level. Um, Hoping none of that happens and we just plod along steadily so we can work on making our business as good as it can possibly be in a market where we can see cause and effect quite easily. Um, It's quite exciting, I think.
1: Hoping for boring, that's, I like that.
0: It's a great, uh, great motto. I might borrow that. (laughs) (laughs) I think everyone's got like PTSD though, after the whole COVID period and everything else, and then everything just went so into this boom times. Mm. No one's had time to just kind of go, okay, normal life, what's that look like?
1: Yeah, okay. Well, let's hope for that. Um, So, on to the sort of our, 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 the second half of the the, the, the agenda. Then um, we've got a list of things to talk about. Um, I can resonate with some of them. I think there's other subjects which are maybe crossover into them slightly, which we're more passionate about or more actively involved in, or have a um, you know a genuine opinion on. What what are sort of the key things going on in your business that you guys are focusing on at the moment?
0: Um, I think one of the key one of the key challenges you know we always find as a business is attracting the right caliber of people um especially on the experience higher side um and then trying to make sure that the quality and culture are maintained as as we're growing um you know we've moved you know quite quickly from being you know us two as founders with a small team of people we directly manage to having um you know managers directors within the business that then you know we're managing one step removed um and obviously nobody ever does it as well as you do it um so it's about really making sure that we're creating processes that can be replicated but without it becoming then just people cranking the handle you know people still being um authentic selves and you know really dealing with clients in in their way as well as in, in the way that is a curated way of being um so i think that's probably one of our our key challenges at the moment um it's there's no easy answer and i think because the mania of the last couple of years we have gone down the grad route um quite heavily so it's, it's a long uh it's a long learning curve to to get people to the point where they can stand alone um without support, definitely within our business, um, given we do a lot of the, the senior end. So yeah, that, that's the key challenge for us.
1: Yeah. And and this is a conversation that's happened so many times um within TRN and I, I always like to listen to those conversations because everyone's got a different take on it. Um, <laughs> we're all struggling with it, aren't we? I don't think anyone I've not heard anyone just say, oh yeah, we're smashing that, we've, we've got it down. Um, And we've, yeah, obviously in those 14 years, we've had um, a mixture of fortunes with our internal recruitment. Um, What I have personally found is that every time we've tried to hire at a senior level, uh, it hasn't worked. And that's not necessarily because they weren't any good. Um, They might, you know, some of those people have got huge experience, um, you know, very credible, good success in the past, um, liked them as individuals, but it just didn't quite work. Um and the success we have had is by growing our own talent, um, which takes time and it's frustrating, isn't it? When you want to march forward as a business. And um uh, so I would love to be able to change that, but um it seems to be working far better for us as a business. I think um like you were saying, you know, um, it's very difficult to find someone that will do do things as 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 well as you. I think I think now um, we've had enough time to get to the point where some of our team are actually doing things far better than I can, and we've got our.
0: That's good.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's, we've got different skill sets, and I think you know I think back to when we hired a, um, a previous director, um, one of the team came and said, um, you know, it's really exciting and blah blah blah, and they were trying to be diplomatic, and they were saying, you know, we like this person, but. Um, the, the, the the real reason that, that a lot of the team are here is because we want to work for you, um, and that was a very flattering thing for that person to say. It didn't help me build a business, um, mm. <laughs> um, so it's then okay. Well, how can you how can you build people up and help them take their own careers forward so that people are here for them rather than for me? No, uh,
0: definitely. But, and I think the thing then of getting the line between giving them the freedom to to, you know, manage people in their own way and, you know, lead in the way they want and have their style, but then also make it feel cohesive with the rest of the business. I, th- I think that, that's the key thing, especially when you've got, um, so we have a uh, search side of the business. Uh, so we have three areas, search, um, interim projects, and then um, our kind of teams and capability, which is where we work with companies to put in uh, the, the kind of, Rank and file, if that's the right word. Um, So it's quite easy for a team to, you know, become its own island, and it's really about bringing it together as well, making sure we've got, uh, you know, a curated way of doing things, overarching the individual um, people underneath. I think that's the real challenge that I'm. I just you don't want to be dictating to people, do you? No,
1: no. It is a real challenge. Our our challenge is on that front is partly physical in the sense that we are, um, we have our offices are on three floors and we can get, um, truth truth be told, the top floor is only for meetings and so on. So it's across two floors, um, our sales team. And um, we wish we could get everyone together because I think that would really, really help more often. And we try and move people up and down as much as we can to to try and alleviate exactly that problem. uh, yeah, even without that, absolutely. I guess for some, even you know, in certain circumstances, there's good reason for people to do things slightly differently for different niches, but um, uh, only to so, so, so much degree. How people control that from a um, you know, full-blown homework environment, I, I have no idea. Uh, no experience, of it particularly, but <laughs> I imagine that's a challenge.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, are you in the office? What's your work work home?
1: Yeah, so um, we are very much an office-based company. We we make no secrets about that. I think, you know, stemming from the recruitment process, we are looking for people who enjoy each other's company, want to support each other, want to celebrate each other's wins, pick each other up when, when they're down, um, learn from each other, shadow each other, um, and not you know not to the degree that it's like you 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 can never work from home um there, there's flexibility to a degree you know i think it's a very rough rule of work from home one day a week if you want to some mm-hmm. use it every week some use it virtually never i'm one of them um yeah. i like being in the office with Tim. no
0: definitely i just think as well I- <laughs> a bit of a controversial thought, this, but you know what people want uh, and what they need can often be, you know, different things. I think there's so many studies around, you know, mental health and, you know, even the burnout. Actually, sitting in your spare room, you know, for ten hours a day, five days a week, isn't isn't very good for you. You know, it's like you might want to eat a whole cake, but you you stop at a slice. Um, so. I'm very much against the kind of, you know, fully remote um, side of things. I think it only works for people that have got lovely living environments and, you know, great tech and fast internet and everything else, but. um, And I I suppose if
1: that is your overriding setup and culture, then you recruit on that basis.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: And I've heard, I've had conversations with people where they'll say things like, oh, um, office environments are dead. We only ever get applications for people that want to work from home. Um, and, and I could say the same, but that's probably because we're putting that all over our adverts, that that's what we want and we need, and um, that attracts people that want to work in, and uh, there must be, you know, uh, a balance of both types of people that would, you know, thrive in working from home, um, but that's not us, for sure.
0: Yeah. I can't see how it would be a recruiter, though, you know, our job is to to connect with people. So yeah. somebody that's not energised by connecting with people, I, I don't, obviously once you have kids, I've got two kids, so I, I do work at home um, on a Friday and a Tuesday at the moment, um, although my little girl starts school in September, so I'm going up to four days, I can't wait, <laughs> um, but the Friday, it does make life a lot, lot easier. Um, so, you know, having a bit of that, I think is is great for, for people, for, you know, managing work-life balance. Um, but I think any more than a day or two. I I can't quite get my head around it. Maybe I'm just getting old.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I think the other the big um, focus for us, and I was talking about, you know, for us it's it's about going back to the basics. Um, The big drive for us, the big thing we're really, really trying to hone in on and make traction on is uh, an educational piece, really, for our clients to try and, demonstrate why, uh, you know, some form of partnership or enhanced service type is beneficial to them.
0: You've uh, got your book out, haven't you?
1: I have, I've even got a copy here, of course. Uh, Let's
0: look. Oh, brilliant. So what's Um, the, what's the premise of that?
1: So um, it's written for clients. um, And the idea is to give them a a window of clarity into how recruiters really work and, and then when they begin to understand that, um, what motivates them, what their costs are, um, hopefully that mindset will change and they can, you know, our job is to kind of empathise what they need and that, you know, we they're the client. So to some degree, that, that makes sense. But um, if we're going to work in partnership, then hopefully there should be that mutual understanding of, you know, what works for both businesses. Um, so yeah, the idea is if, if, if I can get, our clients or anyone else's clients to understand how recruiters really work, what motivates them, um, what they need to do, just how complex some of the parts of their role actually is. Hopefully we'll get um, an enhanced level of of respect and appreciation for the work we do, but also Mm -hmm. it will highlight why they're likely to get far better results, um, even for just something as simple as an exclusive role versus a PSL. And I think that the that understanding still isn't isn't there. And I think the recruitment industry could do with getting a bit better about um, showing um, recruiting organizations some of these things. So I thought, put it in a book. Um, it stemmed from a conversation I had with a family friend years ago where he was recruiting for um, his business and he was frustrated with the results he was getting. But when I sort of reflected back some of the things that he was saying, pointed out that they just weren't true, Um, explained how some of these things work the penny dropped and he he went from saying oh you know I've negotiated them down and um, they keep wanting to ask me questions and that's their job and um, and so on and so forth and then kind of explained well you know there's only four companies in the UK that do what you do it's quite a challenge to go and find that experience maybe you need to help them a little bit and it's that kind of um, Jerry Maguire help me help you kind of scenario isn't
0: it 100% I think with suppliers actually generally and and what i've learned um since owning a a business and having to deal with suppliers is that actually it's the moment that you partner with someone that you have to put in more work really to make sure it's a success and i think what happens a lot of the time is they go right okay i'll I'll give that somebody else and then it's not my responsibility anymore and they just expect a result down the line but actually it's you know developing that relationship to work together to meet a joint objective i think is is really crucial isn't it um, i think we've been helped out there a little bit though i i i think the emphasis on talent post-covid has meant that people are actually you know really know that hiring good people is is really important for the business so i think it's it's well timed your book definitely um, so. yeah
1: we're getting some good feedback we've had some nice comments and aha moments from some of our clients or prospective clients um and yeah early days but i'm hopeful it'll add some value to the sector in general
0: definitely i think the good thing as well i think people are more open aren't they to you know going out of their way to actually learn Mm. um you know to read the books and to listen to podcasts and you know do that kind of own learning about how do i improve this element of what i'm doing so um yeah i'm reading loads of books at the moment uh on business and at, all, all at the same time like want to go. it's just so helpful i think if you take a few things from each book it's it's a really good use of time
1: absolutely yeah i, I need to get back into that it's as much as anything it's motivational as well isn't it education is part of it but just having time to read those books just gives you a bit of a spring in your step sometimes oh
0: 100 and a bit of context sometimes like there's things that you do that you're doing you know you, uh, what's the un- unconsciously competent and then you read about it you know like, oh okay that's why that works so well and then it's a bit easier to kind of then explain to you know the team or whoever else yeah. um i'm reading uh you know never split the difference i have
1: heard um, of it i've not read it is it good
0: oh, oh it's so good it's so good and actually I, I realize now you know there's been this whole massive change in um kind of bd approach you know it used to be the yes ladder now it's about um you need to ask a no question there's a load of different things that i keep seeing on the emails i get and then i'm reading this book and then i'm like oh i understand why everyone's doing it like that now it makes sense they've all they've all read the book or that psychology anyway um so yeah it's really good
1: well you've got two kids and you still managed to find time for reading so there's no excuse for me i've only got one i'm gonna get on it
0: thanks (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah well I have got the that's the other thing I love about being in the office the two kids at home it's nothing better than having you know half an hour on the train each way where I just can't do anything other than read a book or listen to a podcast that's
1: handy yeah no I, I've got an eight minute drive it's not quite the
0: same <laughs> <laughs> that is handy though what, uh, whereabouts are you guys based
1: uh we are just north outside of Southampton in um, oh, Costa del Solent oh nice <laughs> Yeah, it's not right about your London based are you? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, central London.
1: Yeah. Exciting, I imagine, yeah. Especially when people are all back in the office, it's quite a good good environment.
0: Yeah, good fun. I think we've got quite a young team as well. So it's it's nice, high energy. Mm, that's
1: what you need. Yeah. I know you had some thoughts on um the word recruitment as well from the marketing <laughs> perspective. Um, <laughs> yes. a bit more about that.
0: Yes, I do. Um, I think we need to reclaim recruitment uh, is, is my big thing. So um a trainer that we worked with uh, and a manager internally told one of the team not to use the word recruitment in an email um, because of the negative connotations. <laughs> and I thought that was really, really, really depressing. Um you know, there's a whole load of businesses out there that are, you know now, talent, uh, agencies, talent consultancies, embedded talent, it's all, you know, talent, um, or, you know, other related words around people or, um, whatever else it might be. Um, and I just think we're not, HR consultancies. Um, we are very much responsible for recruiting people to organisations. They, you know, even if the if even if you're doing a, an embedded piece, they still do the, the management of the talent and the training and, and the development side of things, in most cases. Um, so, I don't think we should be ashamed of it. I think we should be saying, you know, we're proud to be recruiters. Um, okay, you can be a search Person, or you can be an interim person, or you can be an embedded person. But you know, I'm definitely still very proud to be a recruiter. Uh, I don't want to pretend I'm a talent acquisition, anything or anything else. I want to be what I am. (laughs) Um, And I think more people should be too.
1: I, I, yeah, I really agree with that. I, I, uh, yeah, a friend of mine a while ago, um, uh, he was asking me to proofread some things on the website and, um, it is a recruitment and, um, and it didn't mention recruitment I said are you sure that people are clear on what you actually do and then he said oh yeah but if I use the word recruitment then there's negative connotation that's the first I heard of it um and sometimes I'm too easily led and it got, got me thinking oh well maybe there's some truth to that and should I re-look re- 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 at ours um thankfully I never had time or got myself organized to, to do it <laughs> I'm glad we had this conversation because if I think about what I really believe or what I would want to do about that I'm absolutely in your corner and and I think the other part of that sentence is consultant as well, um, to to remind my team that that's quite a big word, and you know it's a, quite a grown up job title, and we need to we need to honour that, we need to be that, um, make sure that we're adding that value. Um, but no, I'm proud um, to be a recruiter for sure. I will, yeah, I will that. hundred
0: <laughs> percent. And I think the industry's changed so much. I mean you know 15 years ago or you know whatever it 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 was a very different place but nowadays
1: you know it's
0: it's full of really good credible people you know most of our competitors are you know remember back in the day it was a it was a usp that we took the time to thoroughly interview our candidates um whereas now that's a given for you know 90 percent of recruitment businesses out there um and I think, you know, we earn more money than a lot of other professions. Um, you know, even the the really well-respected ones, you know, we're actually outperforming from a, or the good people are. Not the good people, that's the wrong word, the successful people. Um, it's probably still the wrong word. The top 50%. <laughs> oh, anyway. Um, you know, and actually, nothing to be ashamed of at all. Definitely. one of our managers as well so he was dating a couple of years ago that he's now married her um but um he put on his tinder profile he was a consultant but admitted the recruiter um until until they met because he was worried that she'd think differently of
1: it. <laughs> Oh dear. well i think it, it sort of links into the reason behind the book as well like right? you know why do why 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 is that why is the, you know all of the different industries why do they look at recruitment differently to marketing or finance or legal um are you know the the phrase i hate in recruitment is recruitment not rocket science it, it boils my blood every time i hear it of course it's bloody rocket science but it's an incredibly complicated and diverse role you need so many different skill sets these days to do it well um and i think that's where the, you know the the 120 models and all these other, um, you know, chopped up processes come from, because it's so difficult to find people, virtually impossible to find people that are good at all those different things. Um, Yeah, it's not an easy job. It's it's technically challenging, it's hard work, it's stressful. Um, Yeah, so, and I think, you know, the only reason that recruitment might by some be considered a dirty word is because of a lack of understanding, Um, so yeah. That's that's our mission this year, this year, I guess, to try and help our clients understand some of that, have those honest conversations with them, build those partnerships and just move, move ourselves further away. We made some good traction with moving away from contingent recruitment. Um, more than half of what we do is um, at least on an exclusive basis now. But, yeah, we want to get that to 100% over the course of maybe the next 18 months, realistically, something like that. So that's yeah. Our- main focus going forwards but i think the way we'll do it is to help our clients understand why why that benefits them
0: yeah 100 i think um i think that's a good aim to have Yeah, it's, it's a funny one isn't it i um i think there's a you yeah, know a real real emphasis on 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 moving from being a recruitment agency to a recruitment consultancy, um, as you said, I, I, I say to the team we're going to put the consultant to recruitment consultancy um, for us, um, and it's about just doing what we do really, really well. Um, I think there's often a mistake people make is almost viewing it that we're selling, you know, a product which is a candidate, but we're not. You know, we're not a knowledge business. We're we're a service business, and we're selling a service, and we're selling confidence, really. You know, the main thing you want when you're recruiting and you work with an agency or a consultancy, as you should be, um, is is confidence. And actually, since I've been recruiting a lot over the last couple of years and working with X and not having very good experiences, um, it's a real thing for me. Let's be a consultancy, make sure we're at every step of the journey, you know, giving the client. Transparent um, and transparent, uh, uh, and just information really, just giving them the information, you know, making sure that they know what's going on, where you're at with the search. know the the good the bad the ugly all of it um so that they know that that could just be left and don't have to think about it they can get on with their day job because it's all handled and all they need to do is you know spend half an hour every other week on a phone call with you um and they know that it's all it's all happening so we've done a lot of work around our um our delivery processes and, and by delivery i don't just mean i mean from from when we take a brief through to somebody uh, starting and actually beyond as well, so we've done a full um, process map uh, as is to be gap analysis and then looked at how to improve it. Um, and I think, I think it's really a lot of it we're kind of doing, but we weren't, we hadn't kind of formalised it as a as a methodology as such. Um, definitely on the search side, um, so. Putting a bit of rigor around each step as, as yeah it's, it's been really really beneficial for us um, to instill that in the guys as well that you know we're doing a lot of work you know once it's already done, I think it's about a twenty page you know doc um, of you know every step that we do um, client focused and and internal focused and it makes you realize actually well you know i'm not going to do this on a contingent basis because it's just too much effort so um, for, for us it's it's, it's been really useful to to give people the confidence to effectively sell solutions rather than you know try and get a job on
1: have you, you so, the, so the content you built there has that influenced the, the or flown into the content that you put in front of the clients in terms of justifying that as a solution or the solution for them
0: um yes and, and so kind of not directly but so we've as part of that we've looked at all of our different materials so what we present uh a pitch um so we do when we kind of do the actual meeting as it were where we're the, doing the face-to-face what we present them we've upgraded that but that's kind of stayed the same um but then we've changed our long list short list kind of flow basically as it were and then the data that we present throughout the um assignment has has changed as well um and we've added in a bit of rigor as well so some things that before were phone calls we'll now send uh you know send a one page or two pager just to kind of back up the you know this is the work that's being done and how it's being done um, and where we're at um again going down that kind of the confidence piece you know you want to be able to think right i know that this is all in hand you know be, there might be challenges to find the right person you know sometimes it's the, the salaries are a bit under what what their budget is or um you know you look at moving somebody from a cool tech business into a more uh traditional business and it's going to be about really selling to them during the process etc um but if the client feels confident that you've got it all covered you're thinking of everything you like no stones being unturned this is who you're approaching this is how you're approaching them this is what you're doing you know um i think it it makes all the difference. so it, it has um yeah it's been really good and as i say a lot of it we were doing anyway but just not not doing that final five percent of them presenting the data in a way that that um you know that they can understand because i think you know that your search is going well and everything's on track but that doesn't mean that they do because they're not recruiters
1: yeah 100% and also i'm sure um go a fair way to helping your challenge you were talking about earlier with just getting that consistency across the business of doing it in a curated way
0: yeah yeah definitely i think um so we've, we've done we've got a few different ways that you know different different solutions that we sell. So um it's it's ongoing for two of them and then two of them we've we've done uh and it's been it's been brilliant. Um but it also very time consuming. That's <laughs> why it's taken so long. And then next we've got to do like the sales playbook side of things to make sure that bit's working as well as the actual delivery. I think we're in the bit of a stupid position really in that we undersell and then over deliver um which is just silly <laughs> we need to be going out there and doing, it, doing a bit more on on the yeah getting the, getting the word out there front
1: <laughs> um just while i've got the opportunity as well one, one last thing i i would like to understand from different businesses um is what's working for you on the bd side at the moment
0: Wow, that's so, you know, going back to the the shiny things um, conversation from earlier, we Mm. have spent a lot of time, effort, money um, on trying to trying to use outbound email cadence to generate um, leads for our business, basically. Um, And I don't know. You know, maybe it's just that we're not very good at it um, and we need to try harder. Uh, we are looking for a marketing person, so that might you know change everything. But I, I think it might be a, a bit like the AI thing for us, a bit of a red herring. I think because we're operating at, at, you know towards the senior end of the market, um, I don't know. I, I feel like I wish we'd have spent the time that we spent on that focusing on our relationships and our candidate relationships and taking them forward rather than um, rather than on, on outbound emailing um, and I don't know about you I don't know whether you know the success that you get is it worthwhile while getting that success for the amount of people that would see it and not like it and you know end up marking you as spam if they're getting you know four or five emails you know i know now because we're getting so many of them i quite often just mark people as spam if i get a bumping up if that isn't is mentioned in an email it just goes spam you know so i don't know whether it's a bit of a false false dawn really i don't know what, what have you tried have you tried any of that side of things any success
1: um no we i mean we basic um email sequencing um we are doing. I think you know we're drumming into the team, and they're seeing results from continued efforts, but more personalised rather than automated emails. <laughs> um, we're getting some successes from that. um You know, it's normally the fifth or sixth email, perhaps, that, that we start to get. Um, and I think it's you know, it's hot luck on timing as well, isn't it? You know, I think about my own in- inbox, and like you say, just hundreds of things a day coming in, and every now and again, you're in a particular mood or thinking about a particular thing and it pops up just at the right time but it's fairly few and far between unless they're watching me with a secret camera somewhere but But, um, um, I think what's working for us is still the dominant factor more often than not is leveraging old relationships um trying to get referrals or you know when people move from company to company to try and stay in touch with them and try and move with them um yeah. seems to be working
0: yeah I, i'd agree i mean i think we i think when it's used for making sure you do follow-up touch points that's brilliant i wish i'd have had that when i was a consultant because the amount of you know rightly I know it's not you shouldn't do it but the amount of times I'd send one email and then probably never send anything ever again so really nice to be able to go right okay let's put in the next you know few steps that I need in terms of cadence um but um I think from a kind of mass email perspective I'm just not sure not sure it, it, it works for us I think I think as a recruitment business as well you know effectively our candidates are our leads um you know so do we really need to be doing leads jen um of random people or do we need to be nurturing those relationships so that as you say they go into a business and you know they're in effectively um
1: yeah at your level with those roles for sure
0: yeah Yeah. and especially um yeah at the senior level and then also on the interim side um you know i think that's it's, again it sounds about the thing is I had these thoughts when I was younger and it just was that I thought a bit differently now i just sound old but um I'm kind of a big believer in there's no shortcuts to success uh, and whenever you try and make things happen quicker um taking a shortcut it, it just tends to not really work for me anyway maybe really life has been a bit hard but
1: uh, <laughs> and by shortcuts do you mean things like automated email email
0: outreach or time zone. yeah you know th- there's businesses aren't that um that i know that you know will send a thousand emails um and that's how they generate uh you know generate their their clients um and quite often i think oh maybe we should be doing that and then i think yeah but oh, i don't want to it just doesn't really sit right yeah. um you know we're trying to compete with the, the shreks and, and the consultancies um and actually we managed to to win an assignment from one of the shreks in in july and from a consultancy uh, on the interim side um and that thing really good uh, but in my head i kind of think you know would they do that and it's, it's kind of like my what goes through my head um and i'm not sure yeah I suppose it's one one of my key things, actually. I'm, I'm going to be starting a, an MBA uh, in September to get a bit more outside of recruitment perspective, um, yeah. I think would be really useful because I've been in recruitment all my life. My husband's obviously a recruiter. Back when I had flatmates, they were recruiters. Uh, going on holiday at Christmas with a recruiter. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> surrounded by recruitment people. So I think... Um, I think more maybe we can look to those other industries as well might be quite useful
1: yeah absolutely i've kind of done it the other way around so i i spent a lot of time and money um with external coaching that was industry agnostic um learned, oh, really? loads, learned loads um but got to a point where uh i really needed uh, the voice of yeah the industry which is yeah hence the uh, the tier ownership which is exactly what I'm getting. And yeah. Really well, so um, yeah thanks Tira. <laughs>
0: yes, yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, it is it is useful. I think the suppliers thing is the key thing. This it's um it's such a minefield, isn't it, with SME suppliers of the the good, the bad and the ugly. We had um we were one of the ones that got scammed by, oh I can't remember his name, the Rectorec that um disappeared with everyone's money. Oh. Don't call it
1: Mm,
0: well, I should no. say that, should I? Can we
1: break
0: that out? It's <laughs> done for mind you is true. So anyway, um luckily I only three and a half thousand pounds. So it you know it's still still enough, but it wasn't too much. Um and it taught us a lesson. I thought what is it when when oh, something meet when money meets experience, experience gets money and and money gets experience or something. <laughs> um, but um I think it's really useful i wish we'd have been on trn before that so we could have said oh has anyone worked with yeah
1: that's a very useful feature okay well um anything else specifically you want to talk
0: about no i think that's been been really interesting um yeah what what are your what are your ambitions
1: ambitions oh that's a big question um I think the next the next vision is around sort of the 4550 uh, heads um, breaking into a few different niches like you were talking about maintaining the the us element across all of that. Um, and I think the purpose really the reason behind that is to make sure that um, we're creating opportunities and career paths for, for the team that have shown us that loyalty and um, wanting to do it to, yeah, to, to make things exciting and interesting for them. So, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying, really, aren't you? So, um, yeah, let's go that way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely. Okay. And how do you find it with it being just you? Is, it, is, that, is that
1: tough? Uh, it's good and bad. Um, I think, you know, you are talking about your investors and struggling to get uh, to places of agreement. I don't necessarily have that problem. Um, I do have that problem. But in a good sense, because now that we've got that established leadership team, um, we have different voices and different outlooks, and um, I like that setup now because I've got I've got that team to collide in and discuss things with, get their opinions. So I don't feel it's all on me, but ultimately um, the responsibility is on me to make the final decision, um, which I'm used to now after 14 years, so um, that's okay. But It doesn't normally get used that often because normally, you know, they do, they do influence me. They do, we, either we agree or they have good, good, um, good points that might change my way of thinking and so on. So I'm I'm grateful I've got that now for sure. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And when when I didn't,
1: life was simpler anyway. It was a smaller business and it wasn't, it wasn't as arduous and life and recruitment as a world just seemed a bit more simple back then. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Would you, would you look to get investment or or anything like that in the future? Or are you wanting to go organic?
1: Do you know what? I, I might actually at some point pick your brains on that because it's not something I really understand. Um, our business started from humble beginnings. I sold my motorbike to get the money that I needed to, to start the business in the first place. Um, so and we've we've been organic in that sense throughout. Um, and but I absolutely would consider it. If there was um if there was an opportunity, a specific plan that we, we felt confident about and needed the money for, then for sure it would make sense. But I probably should upskill myself or you know gain some form of understanding of what that actually looks like ahead oh, yeah. of really.
0: Yeah, definitely. That was my uh wish now that well, we were quite naive going in and kind of just went, yeah, this sounds great, like you know. Open arms, like you know, phenomenal. Um, I think it, it really taught us the lesson of, of, you know, trying to know as much as possible before <laughs> before entering into any agreement, um, where where it's then difficult to get out. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, challenging. I, I find it weird actually. There's obviously a lot of recruitment business um, investors at the moment, isn't there? Um, and I kind of want to want to post all over linkedin going no don't do it you don't need to just like, oh, <laughs> <bedroom."> <laughs> and, then, and then go that way have you know own 100 there's no rush
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no there's lots to be said for that um cool okay and, and yeah any reverse question to you ambitions wise for the future have you any specific plans
0: um i mean on that side of things i think it, down the line we'll, we'll probably look to to get investment a- again um but minority uh not 50 50 um but i think at least kind of two years uh f- for me um uh, before we we start thinking about that um and then um right now we're moving over to the us which is the kind of, well, it's very exciting for me. So I'm taking on the kind of USMD role um, from the UK. We're going to, well, we're trying to find somebody uh, to to run the office um, at the moment. Um, But so that's pretty exciting. It's just quite overwhelming. It's obviously such a big market, um, making sure we're starting things as we mean to go on purpose purposeful with the approach rather than letting ourselves get, swayed by oh maybe we should test this or oh, maybe we should chase that i think is yeah
1: good. and with that decision is it um is it along the lines of you know following that that path of least resistance or opportunity out in that direction and is the is the client t- tell starting to build out there which is sort of pulling you out there even more or is it a case of right we've got nothing out there but we really want to do this and it's a big project from scratch and investment
0: um, a bit of both so we've got quite a large exposure to um financial services and also to legal um and both of the both of those obviously huge in the us firstly um secondly in, in they've just uh, something called Fed um, which is a bit like faster payments in the UK that happened a few years ago um, and it's had a massive impact on on the banking um, system so in the UK like we're members of the payments association when we do a lot on that on that front so um, it's there's a real opportunity there I think that they're going through and and that you know it's quite you know you go over to the US they're still writing their names on, on payment slips and all the rest of it so there's a huge huge uh, amount that could be done to to modernise things out there, um, which is what we're good at is working with, you know, traditional businesses that are trying to transform and, and compete with uh more technology businesses um and you know develop their own technical technical capability really and make their organisations agile and, and future future ready. So um so I think it's it's a really exciting challenge out there. Um, and you know, Also, to an extent, um, and, and on the legal side, obviously, with with AI um, and the potential uh, impact of data um, and AI, it makes a lot of sense on that front as well. I think there's going to be, you know, quite a lot of, you know, shifting parts within that industry, um, and uh, they'll need support with. With talent for that, basically, um, so um, yeah, so it's it's I think an exciting time for that market. Um, and again, looking at the US legal firms we we work with, they've not necessarily rolled out the technology as as early as the US firms, but they're a lot further ahead in kind of an agile. Um, Approach to things—they've all got CTOs now, well, uh, most of the big ones, etc. Whereas the US is still a little bit more um, traditional. So um, again, I think the UK's—you know—despite our, our, you know, the, the overriding view of it as being awful uh, on every count—is um, actually really quite far ahead in terms of how how we're doing things within those sectors. So um, quite, I think we could help them with the challenges that they've got. Um, so that's really exciting. And then also the other thing is obviously, as I say, we're, we're trying to compete with consultancies and we're trying to compete with the with the Shreks. Um, there's a little bit of the, um, the old boys' network, and, and you know, having come from a, a working class background, it's definitely uh, you know, it's definitely goes against me um, personally in pictures and, and uh Luke as well. Um so it's an opportunity for for that not to matter because we just become foreign and, and English rather than uh, being, you know, immediately obvious that I'm from a dodgy part of Leicester. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, that are kind of one weakness isn't isn't a weakness out there, which is, yeah. again, useful.
1: Neat. Well, I hope it goes amazingly well.
0: Yes, uh, exciting times, but yeah. Also, it's just so big, isn't it? And the thing is, it's kind of almost a, an element of launching a new business. So you're kind of thinking, right, we want to do everything like perfectly this time we've learned so much like let's go for it and then it's kind of like, oh actually what do we want to do differently <laughs> quite happy <laughs> happy with how things are going <laughs> um but hopefully that's a good thing that we've moved so far forward we can't remember how it was
1: yeah so so
0: <laughs> <laughs> perfect lovely speaking to you Simon
1: you too Amber uh, yeah um I've learned a few things, and um, yeah, I may trouble uh, you in the future for um, a conversation about the um, the investment piece if uh, if you're willing. But um, yeah, no doubt, see you at the next event.